Well, good evening, everyone. I'm Rick Dancer, and welcome to Not Technically Challenged Wednesday. <laughs> if you watched our show last night, we had a couple of uh, issues, we being me and others. Um, so anyway, you know, you can't hire good help, and I'm the worst. So uh, tonight we have everything squared away. It's going to be great. Uh, we are so glad you're here. We got a great show for you tonight. We're going to tell you all kinds of information. We're going to have a story that's going to touch your heart. And um, I found out about it through a lot of you actually uh, tagging me, uh, young man, Andrew uh, Corden. I'm going to ask his mom if I said his name right, but Shelly Kirkpatrick uh, put out a notice. Her son was killed 17 months ago um, by a hit and run driver. And uh, there's been a little makeshift memorial set up and somebody took the cross. And we're not saying that it was, you know, just vandalism or anything, but somebody took the cross and we need to get that cross back or a cross back. Um, so hundreds of people have been on her site. Um, and so tonight we're going to talk with her about that. That's coming up in a little bit. Um, of course, Bill London will be here with today's news. We never know what to expect from him, but he did put a really nice sign behind his head. Uh, so he's not just in front of a wall that he looks like he's in prison or something. And then Matt McCarl is the sponsor of our show today, along with Chris Dental Family Dentistry. And Matt's going to be here because uh, Saturday, the 27th, is Green Saturday. I know. If you don't tune in here, you don't know these things. These are important things you're supposed to know. That is the one day of the year when you get the best deals on hyperbaric treatment, massage, and also the new, the bed. And we'll tell you more about that because Matt's going to be here to explain how that works. Um, you can buy all just the treatments for the whole entire year. You can buy them all at once. And this is the one time a year you can do that. So he's going to be coming up to talk a little bit about that. Um, I want to also tell you, Chris Dental Family Dentistry is doing the, um, I'm going to put this up on the screen. It'll pop up here. The all I want for Christmas is my new front tooth. So if you are a person who has a tooth that um, is cracked, uh, damaged, doesn't look good, one tooth, it can't be out because we can't do a root canal, but it has to be like, then send me a picture to rick at rickdancer.com and we're going to provide one person with one new tooth for Christmas. And we'd like to pick that on Monday. So if you could get those pictures to me, that would be really great. If you know someone who has a tooth issue, um, get a hold of them, tell them we can get that thing fixed for you for free. The other contest we have going on is uh, Rosa Realty. Derek um, and Cassie are doing a, a, a $200 dinner for someone out there, a family that is in need. So we're looking for names. We're looking for people to get involved and send us names of families that you think should have this turkey dinner. And we're going to try to pick that on Monday as well. And what you do on that is you text 541-316-8646 and you just text the word nominate and then a form will come up and you can fill out and tell the story and that'll go directly to Cassie and Derek and they will uh, pick a winner. So first we're going to get to our open and then we're going to have Bill London and we'll be here with Matt in just a few seconds here. With this, that's what I understand. From the 1120 AM and 93.7 FM, KPNW Studios, I'm Bill London. And look at you. <laughs> Sarah, look at that introduction. Isn't Rick you such a charmer? Bring the lion out. We had a sketch artist do a drawing. Um, tonight on our show, we're going to have... Music therapy has been shown to release... It's time now for Rick. Hey guys, don't you think it's kind of fun 
that you get to comment on the news. There's a cost. Oh yeah, there's a cost. People come after you. Like, I think that's why this is so much fun. Now it's time to get real. Said, now it's time to get real. I mean, really real. It's a big dose of really real real with Rick. I'll see you at five. Good evening from the News Radio 1120 AM and 93.7 FM KPNW Studios. I'm Bill London, but you can just call me Gunter. All right, here's a look at some of the stories we're following tonight. Oregon lawmakers are moving forward to try and release another group of prisoners in Oregon. It's legislation that would vacate convictions for hundreds of people currently serving prison sentences if they can prove they were convicted by a non-unanimous jury. Members of the Senate Judiciary Committee, led by Eugene Senator Floyd Prozonsky, Heard details about a measure that's still in its early stages, but appears likely to become a bill that will be introduced during the coming legislative session in February. Under the bill, defendants able to prove through court transcripts or recordings that a non-unanimous jury convicted them would get a year to apply for post-conviction relief. And if that's granted, the defendant's non-unanimous conviction would be overturned and sent back to the local district attorney's office for prosecutors to consider whether to retry. Now, last year, the Supreme Court ruled in Ramos versus Louisiana that non-unanimous juries in state criminal cases were unconstitutional. And then in a separate ruling, the justices determined that while the Ramos ruling itself wasn't retroactive, states could decide to apply it to post-conviction proceedings. So after the Supreme Court ruled in Ramos, the Ramos Project, part of the Criminal Justice Reform Clinic at Lewis and Clark Law School, sent notices about potential conviction relief to all the state's prisons and its prisoners. And at that time, 500 people petitioned the state for post-conviction relief. That according to Laney Elazor, a staff attorney of the Ramos Project, who testified to lawmakers. Still, the Oregon Department of Justice's legislative director, Kelly or Kimberly McCullough, said that until there's a final bill, it's hard to estimate the total number of defendants eligible. The Oregon District Attorneys Association also testified and noted the impact revisiting old cases can have on victims. Scott Healy, the first assistant in the Clackamas County DA's office, told the committee that determining whether to retry a case takes lots of resources, especially after evidence gets old with time or witnesses and victims have moved on. He said, our resources are already stretched thin because of the pandemic backlog. A philanthropist filed a petition with the Oregon Secretary of State's office on a law that would decriminalize sex work in Oregon. Chief Petitioner Aaron Boonshoft filed the Sex Worker Rights Act Tuesday. Organizers say the Sex Workers Rights Act will end criminal penalties for those participating in consensual sex work, add health and safety protections, and maintain laws against human trafficking. 
Well, after another lengthy discussion, the Portland Public School Board opted to delay an official decision on a potential coronavirus vaccine mandate for students. There was agreement from the board members it's just not the right time to implement a mandate. According to the Oregon Health Authority, about 60% of middle and high school students are vaccinated against COVID-19. So part of the board's logic was there would be too many unvaccinated students who would simply opt out of the mandate for it to be effective. Others say they just want families to decide for themselves. Well, as Tina Kotek, the current Oregon Speaker of the House, pursues the governorship next year, she will soon give up her gavel. And now one of the people hoping to make the powerful position her own says Kotek has backed out of a deal to help her become the successor. Representative Janelle Bynum, a Happy Valley Black Democrat who nearly challenged Kotek for the speakership last year, says she'll once again seek the role when Kotek steps down to focus on her gubernatorial ambitions. Right now, Bynum says she's supposed to have some influential help. In a deal reflected in emails and confirmed by one witness, Bynum says she secured an agreement from Kotek and House Democratic leader Barbara Smith Warner late last year that they would back her bid for speaker if and only if she pursued the job in the future. Well, Kotek and Smith acknowledge there was a deal, but they say, no, what Bynum is saying is not what they recall. Bynum says Kotek is not living up to her end of the bargain. Now, the agreement that Bynum touts caused consternation in the ranks of House Democrats. Democratic representatives or their offices are pushing back on the notion that Bynum is the heir apparent. Representative Paul Evans, a Democrat from Monmouth, said, My vote is not a part of anybody else's grand chess game. He also said, I'm voting who for whom I believe will be a good speaker, and I haven't ruled myself out from potentially running. For their part, both Kotek and Smith Warner maintain they only agreed to support Bynum in a more general sense, not that they would endorse her, but if she became speaker, they would provide her with guidance and mentorship. Bynum's insistence that Kotek is not living up to her agreement is not the only time the Speaker has been accused recently of backing out of a deal after securing political gain. In September, Kotek pulled out of a deal grounding House Republicans' parity on political redistricting after the GOP had agreed to stop delaying bills in this year's legislative session. House Republicans, to say the least, were, how do I put this mildly, pissed and Kotek's decision to renege could have lingering impacts in a chamber that's already fractured along partisan lines. All right, with that, it is time for a hit of real, a big spliff of reality. Get real, Rick. I think you get pretty real, Bill. Does anybody else find it kind of humorous? I could never do this on the news, and I love this. I love my job now. That the person, one of the people who's running for governor, who probably stands the best chance of getting it, Tina Kotek, um, backs out of deals regularly, it seems. And even <laughs> not only against Republicans or other party, but against her own party. And watch, people in Oregon will vote for her. <laughs> and we wonder how we get what we get. I hope people remember this. You need to remember the things that you hear now when you when your when your ballot comes in the mail. Matt, it's just insanity. <laughs> oh, you know, so much insanity. 
I love how Bill goes in and he really, you know, it, he, he gets these stories that nobody else is talking about and uh, digs around in there. And we need to hear that stuff. So how are you doing? Good. Good. You're it's, just a busy, it's a busy running time. to the end of the year. Running, running, running. It's busy for you, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, we're, I, we're super I have, busy over here. Seeing I people. have a question. Where did I put it? Dang it. Um, oh, pulmonary fibrosis. I read that article you put on mm -hmm. Facebook. So mm -hmm. hyperbarics, how does that, what are they thinking? So hyperbarics helps re, with scar tissue and fibrosis of, you know, pulmonary area, the lungs and stuff is really just the scar tissue in the lungs. So helping produce the collagen, breaking down the scarring helps people breathe easier. Wow. That's cool. Doing I, hyperbarics as long as I have, I've seen a lot of my scars fade out and get smoother. Um, last year I had a spot on my arm where they removed a brown spot. You can't even, uh -uh. yeah, I had forgotten where it was. <laughs> so if you're not on Matt's page, you should go to New Leaf Hyperbarics and Wellness and, and like the Facebook page because Matt puts out regular articles <clears throat> and on different things and, and on health wise and how hyperbarics is changing and what, what people around the world are talking about, not just here in Eugene, Oregon. And I like that because I did. I saw that come by my desk, and I went, "Huh?" Because of everything that's going on around, I thought that's that's a great article. So, so Matt, tell me, um, the twenty seventh is a big green day, and so yes, kind of tell me how it works, okay? What we call that Green Saturday. So I give my staff Thanksgiving and the day off, so we're not doing Black Friday, anything like that, or Green Friday. We I let the team rest up for a couple of days, have time with their family, and then. We're here bright and early Saturday morning for Green Saturday. That is our biggest and day of the year where we offer everybody the lowest price point of the year on hybrid therapy where folks can fill their account for the year if they want. We have folks that they know how often they come in throughout the year and they'll just buy enough to be able to come in every, every other week, every week, what they, you know, what they need for the year because they want to get their best price to get the healing they need and not break their pocketbook at the same time. So it's not just for hyperbarics, which is $65 a treatment. It's also for massage, which is $65, Correct. which is Correct. a good price for a massage. I'll tell you. Mm -hmm. And then 35 for my, my, one of my favorites. What do you call that again? I just call it love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, it's called a power bed. So it's red, blue and infrared light therapy in what looks like a tanning bed, but there's hundreds of little LED lights in there and they're either red, blue, or infrared light coming out of them. And depending on one of the eight modes we use is what it'll do for the body. Everything from we have a pain in, a pain mode, a recovery mode for post-workouts or post-surgery, um, a relaxation mode, an energy mode, a chi mode, a body balance mode. It's got all kinds of things. My two favorites are the recovery, as you know, Rick, I work out, do the P90X stuff a lot, just like you. And then I'm a volunteer fireman. So there's nights where I'm maybe get two, three hours of sleep because I'm up running calls a lot. And so instead of drinking a pot of coffee the next morning to stay awake all day, I just come in and take a 20 minute session under the blue light, blue and red light in the, in the power bed. And I'm good to go all day. Robin, I'll tell you, you have to try this because I did the recovery one with Matt. And he, well, not together because you can't fit two people in the bed. <laughs> but I got in that thing and I came out of there and it's only like 20 minutes, right? I mean, it's not like a long time. 
And I came out of there and I didn't hurt. And I have, you know, I normally have like hamstring pain from running and I did not hurt. It was awesome. And Matt does it because he owns the place. So he does, he's a spoiled brat. So he does that all the time at work. And then he has a hyperbaric chamber at home for he and Cece and the family. So yes, it's, it's, but it's really great. And if you guys have never done hyperbarics, I mean, it is, it's a great experience, but it's good for you. And and we already had somebody on here. Uh, Sheila said she did 120 hyperbarics for cancer after radiation. Yeah. And it, and it really helped. And yeah. um, this is for everything from autism to traffic accidents, uh, brain injuries, COVID slowness after COVID that that, that fog people get. Yeah. Um, you've seen results with all those people. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the post COVID folks were getting more and more of those folks that are calling or coming in. They've they've had it, whether it was really severe or maybe not quite so severe, but they've just got this lingering issue, whether that's a little bit of brain fog or it's somebody that had it really bad where they can't walk across their living room because they can't get their breath. Their doctor's telling them they're going to be on a concentrator, one of those backpack things for the rest of their life possibly, and they'll come in and do treatments and they'll get better, which is very cool. So how much is the um, the light bed? How, that's on, on the special, is it 35? It's 35. Okay. So your first time on the light bed is only 29. We have, you know, specials for folks that haven't been in, they can get their first hyperbaric air massage for 49. And we got some intro packages that get you really great deals. Then after all the introductory stuff, if you buy a hyperbaric, it's $110. Massages are usually 80, buying them one at a time. And then the power bed is usually 55, buying them one at a time. So this way on Saturday is a great way to get it without having to buy, you know, if you just want four or five of them, it's the only way this, that day is the only way to get it at $65 a piece for four or five of them. Normally you'd have to buy like 40 or 50 at a time to get them at that price. So if you've never done it before, you can go buy, buy 10 or 20, whatever you're going to do on the special, but then you'll still get that introductory couple uh, for the first part of it. Um, insurance coverage. Somebody's asking about insurance coverage. So insurance is, is a pretty sticky wicket. They will cover 15 major conditions, stuff like gas gangrene, the bend, CO poisoning, uh, non-healing diabetic wounds, non-surgical skin flaps, delayed radiation, all kinds of really crazy things you'd be in the hospital for. So for what we see, chronic pain, strokes, brain injuries, just chronic, right? uh, autism, things like that, they're not going to cover that. It's considered off-label. So Penny has tanning bed that has red lights in it. Is it the same thing? Probably not, huh? Uh possibly close but not exactly the same because i'm not sure what frequencies and hertz her bed's using and that's really what is what we're looking for is the the nanometers of light and then what hertz frequencies it's putting out so penny, and each mode on ours is different so penny do this do yours and then go to matt and and do the real thing and then find out because you'll know <laughs> you'll hers is probably red light where ours has the red and the blue and infrared so blue is a uh, surface, very superficial skin type work. Inf red goes bone, uh, muscle deep. So like into the biceps, stuff like that. Infrared goes bone deep. It'll even penetrate through the skull into the brain. Wow. So. All right. So green Saturday, the 27th of November, your mm -hmm. staff will be there. That's when they call in and do all the, all the work and, and give you, you take credit cards and all that other stuff. Right. 
Absolutely. They can also, folks that want to, can call in anytime. We have a list running because we know that Thanksgiving weekend can be busy for folks. And we what we don't want is somebody being like, oh, man, I wanted to get a bunch of those. Family was here. I didn't get a chance to call. So you can call and pre-order. We'll just take your payment information and then we run the, the payment. Inf on Saturday, we make that happen. Can you do walk-ins? Somebody wants to know. Yep, absolutely. And somebody's tagging. Okay, Matt, yeah. McCarl, thank you so much for your sponsorship. Thank you for mm -hmm. what you do for people and uh, how you make people feel a lot better. Yeah. We appreciate thank you. Right. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you later. All right, we're going to switch gears a little bit. Um, all of our social media yesterday uh, was a story of Andrew. I'm going to bring his mom on here right now, Shelly. Am I saying his name right, Shelly? It's Andrew Corden, yes. Corden. Andrew Corden. He was 29 years old, and he was killed by in a when a driver uh, hit and run driving along a, a street near your home. Um, the hit and run driver later came forward, and there's a whole bunch of story with that. Tell us. Tell us, first of all, what happened with Andrew, um, kind of the story, the backstory, so people can get up to speed on this. And thank you for being here. We really appreciate you yeah, talking. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about him. Um, Andrew struggled with addiction uh, most of his adult life, and um, he came home sober in December 2019. And that last six months that I, or five five and a half months that I had with him was, um, we got incredibly close and, um, spent a, all of our free time together. We hiked every Saturday. Um, he was the sweet young man that we raised him to be. And, um, then the night of May 21st, um, I, we were getting ready to move. And so I had gone over to uh, get our truck from him. He had been using our truck to get to and from work. Um, and the next day, um, I was opening Facebook and I had seen an article about a pedestrian hit and run. And I just knew it was him. And I don't know how I knew, I just knew. And so I called the police and said, I think that's my son you found. And they confirmed. Oh, Rick, you're muted. My train went by and so I shut the mic off and then I forgot. <laughs> so did, did you, did they describe him or did you just, you just knew in your heart? I knew. Yeah, they, there was no description in the article. Um, I just, I, I don't know how to explain it. I just knew. Um, and, you know, because of our last names being different, Andrew, had I gave him my maiden name. Um, the investigator, when I had called or when he returned my call, he says, eh, you know, okay, well, what's your son's name? And I said, Andrew, and he kind of sucked in air. And then I said the last name and he goes, I, I never confirm over the phone, but that's who we found. And then I couldn't get my address out. I couldn't talk. Oh, man. So I want to, I, I want to show you again. Did you notice it? I'm sure you did. Did you notice in this picture on the top, it says happily ever after? <clears throat> I'm guessing that wasn't planned. That was not, no, that was New Year's Eve, 2019. I was just thrilled to have him home and we were laughing and just having a great time. And I said, all right, kid, you gotta do your mandatory selfie with mom. And he goes, okay. 
And I went over and sat next to him. We actually took two photos. Um, one was this one where we're looking all nice and happy. And the other one, we were giving goofy faces. So, so a, a makeshift. Who put this up? Um, my sister made the cross and um, we had received permission from Edge Construction because they actually own that field there. Um, I couldn't go back to the site where his body was found for a long time because um, it was just really hard. So I went back on the one year anniversary and I took my youngest son with me and my sister. Um, my my sister's um, disabled and she made that cross for him and hand painted everything. Um, and so we put up this little memorial for him. And since then, I go almost weekly, if not more than once a week, um, just to monitor it and talk to him. Um, the ground is sacred to me because that's where he took his last breath. So what do you say to him? How much I miss him and how proud I am of the hard work that he did to get clean. Do you think people don't understand how difficult for family and for people who are uh, struggling with addiction, it's, it's, um, it's easy to write people off. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was written off by a lot of people. And so, yeah, I think that, you know, um, people that maybe only saw him one way, um, and don't allow him to be, redeemed at all um i don't know i i don't know people are ugly sometimes when we were talking on the phone though <clears throat> excuse me you said you were so you're so the, the one peaceful thing one of the peaceful things that you have is that he did he was in recovery yeah, yeah. um when i cleaned out his apartment the, a week or so after he passed i found a whole stack of na um, meeting attendance slips that I didn't even know he was going. Um, I thought that he was just trying to do it on his own. And so then to find out that he was really, truly dedicated, I was so proud of him. Yeah. He, um, what do you, what, what's, what's something funny about him? Like, oh, he had a wicked sense of humor. Oh man. He was funny and sarcastic and he had this like crooked smile on one side of his face and um <laughs> he would just say random funny things one time his dog was in the backyard and we're standing there watching him and his dog was a young pup and was couldn't quite lift his leg yet and ended up peeing on his own foot and i said hey he's doing that and he goes eh, it's his foot he can do it <laughs> and it was just like that type of stuff that he was just wicked fast with that so where was he in the family line? He's the oldest um, of our six boys. We're a combined family. Um, next year, my husband and I will celebrate 25 years together. Wow, married. congratulations. Thank you. Um, we got married the day before Andrew's seventh birthday. Um, and so um, then we had a surprise ours along the way. Um, and so he's our youngest and he's still home. So the, the case never got, I don't know how much we can talk about that you you talk about what you're comfortable with but the person who was responsible for this um never that never went to trial or anything like that that's correct yes um 
Yeah, I, I try not to give that man any more space than what he has in my life already. What does that do to you? When it, it there's a lot of anger, a lot of hurt, a lot of injustice, and I I I can't live there. Um, so I try to focus on keeping Andrew's memory alive, um, spending time with my other children, you know, talking about him. Um, doing things like, you know, I want to bring awareness to the fact that that's a really dark stretch of road and, and people, there's a lot of foot traffic and, and it would just absolutely destroy me if someone else lost their life along that stretch. Tell people where it is, just so people know. Yeah, it's, know. it's Bertelson between 11th and uh, 1st Avenue. Mm -hmm. um, there's no sidewalks. It's dark. Um, I know there's a large homeless um, population around there and... I, I think that's the other aspect is um, Andrew had been homeless at one point. And so I'm, I'm very sensitive to the struggles that the homeless have. Um, but I think that also puts a disposable lens on um, his death to, to some people because he was an addict. And uh, well, there we go. He's disposable. Is that the part that really hurts the most is because um, if... Yeah. I, I'm just going to say this because here's kind of how I, if this was a kid of, you know, a, a family and he was, you know, a, a, a football player or, or a straight A student or something like that, you, you feel like that more attention would have been given him. But because um, I've seen this with Michael Bryson, mm -hmm. um, he disappears that he was, a, you know, addicted to drugs. He, um, in fact, Matt is related to Michael Bryce, and that's not why I'm bringing it up, but it's just a perfect example. So it's hard to get law enforcement very excited about it when they read the, you know, here's the, on paper, this is what it looks like. But in the flesh, um, a lot of people in recovery don't get the same uh, respect, yeah, treatment, yeah. or um, value. Yep. Um, and as a parent, that has to be the part that stings the most. It does. We've even had some family members um, make comments. And so it's just, it, it's like I said earlier, people are just ugly um, and they don't understand, you know, that was the first human being that I loved beyond myself. Um, I was um, 17 when I had Andrew. I had no idea what I was doing, but having him made me want to be a better person and made me want to finish school and to have a better life for him. And um, I always told him through the years, he was the one person in my life that had the biggest impact on me. He was the man of your life. Yeah. Yeah. And he, um, the last time we, we had dinner together, so he had gotten a job January, 2020 and had saved up and got himself an apartment. And so I was always worried about him not eating enough. And so I would have him over regularly for dinner. Um, and the very last night that we had dinner together, May 11th of 2020, we were sitting on my back patio and um, he looked at me and he goes, mom, you're my best friend. I don't have anyone else. It's you. And that was pretty, that was pretty nice to hear yeah. considering the past that he and I had had through his addiction. Right. So what do you, what do you hope 
I, I got so many things I just want to ask yeah. you because I think you're so, yeah, you're really easy to talk to. Um, what do you tell your younger children about their big brother? Well, my youngest um, was 14 when Andrew died and um, he, you know, we spent a lot of time talking. Um, he actually didn't, he couldn't go to that site either. Um, it was the one year anniversary um, of Andrew's passing that he wanted to go um, to help put up that memorial. And so um, hearing him process through, because I gave him the details of where he had been hit and where he landed and the distance and all of that, and hearing him process that through that for the first time um, was kind of heartbreaking um, after a year. Um, he was angry. He was you know, I want to talk to this guy. No, son, we're not going to do that. We're going to, we're going to move forward in light and love, and we're going to be an example to people how they should be. And so that's, that's really the message that um, I give to him. Uh, what would you like to see now the cross is gone and you really, you know, you want that back. Um, yeah. And, and you get to, the chances of getting that cross because people we've heard online that some, maybe some homeless person took it and not, not in, they weren't being mean. No. They're just, you know, it's, it's nothing to them, but to you, it's like everything. Yeah. Um, you know what I think would be, um, how do people get in touch with you if they want to help? I mean, if you want to, I don't want you to give your phone number, but you have a Facebook page or how do you want to do that? I, I do have a Facebook page um, so they can contact me, a private message. Um, but yeah, I would I would like to get that cross back if possible. My sister um, is disabled and she made that. And so that was really special. That was her contribution to the memorial. And so that was really special to us. But um, if it's not possible to get that back, then I would like to set up something um, a little bit more um, I guess permanent so that it can't be vandalized and stolen. But I also recognize that nothing that you put up in Eugene is safe from vandalism and being tampered with. Unfortunately, we've become a rather dangerous community. Um, you know what I would love to see? I would love to see people just put dozens and dozens and dozens of crosses. Um, with Andrew's name all over, just to, just to just, just to put all over our community, um, just making up little crosses, and then if people took pictures of them and posted them online, um, just white crosses uh, that say Andrew. You guys don't have to Andrew Corden. Yeah, you don't have to get fancy, and nope. and then just pat, just take that and post them all over online. And just to kind of give him a shout out, you know, and um, and then we hope that yours will come back and something more permanent. But I think that's something that we as a community uh, could really do um, from Coos Bay to, to Bend to um, Roseburg, uh, you know, to, to Lebanon, Corvallis, Sweet Home is just kind of have a Andrew, you know, for because be because, because he did what he did. And he is in a recovery. Um, and, and Darian says, uh, rest in peace, Andrew. Yeah. And let's give him a way to kind of um, just to, to reestablish that and to kind of help you out through that whole thing. I, so I challenge you people out there to do that. And gosh, you're such a nice person. Thank you.
But you know what I, I can also tell? What's that? that? When it comes to your kids, you're a mama bear. <laughs> to the death, if I need to, to the death. Oh, I have a wife just like that. It's like, man, if you get between her and her children, I would, I, and that means me too. You know, yep. <laughs> I'm sure your yep. husband knows that too. <laughs> I mean, that means me too. So thank you for coming on and being brave and coming on here and talking about that and share this on your page to Shelly. And then you guys out there, please share this on your page. So other people see it, just put a share and uh, send it out there just so people see the story and see what goes on. And, and, um, and, and it's just a way of remembering and kind of um, maybe writing a wrong, at least as much as we can as people. You know, and and I like how I really respect how you focused on because there's a lot more to this story, but how you're really focusing on the positive and um, and, you know, and I, I think that is the it's it's so nice for me to watch. And you've made me feel so much better about being a human being um, in Oregon right now. <laughs> I I, I have two granddaughters and after having so many boys in the family, two little girls is quite a beautiful thing. And I just try to be an example of um, a graceful, um, love-filled woman for them. Well, that is exactly how I would describe you. And I think, um, I hope my audience has had a really pleasant experience from this because um, talking about hard things sometimes is really what helps open us up and make us human, you know? Yeah, All right, Shelly Kirkpatrick, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you. Go, right. Andrew. <laughs> See you later. Well, how do you like that? Um, oh, man. So do you guys... I think we should do that. I think people everywhere, just put up a white cross in your yard or around you. Um, and it just says Andrew on it and then take a picture of it and just post it online and hashtag it. You know, Andrew um, is C-O-R-D-I-N. I'm going to put it in here. Hold on just a sec. Andrew Corden. that right? Yeah, I think that's right. Um, and, and just hashtag it that um, when you post the picture or you can go to Shelly's page and just share it to her page and give her a little love. She's having a hard time and it's, um, it's something we can do, you know? It's something we can do. I'd love to see these, these little crosses all over town. Um, I think that would be super, super, super cool. So um, I want to share one more thing with you. I sat down today and I was reading through the news and watching the feeds and everything. And I just did kind of a little commentary. I'm going to leave you uh, with that tonight. Again, we want to thank our sponsors, New Leaf Hyperbarics and Wellness, Matt McCarl and his wife, Cece, because although Matt is uh, the face here, uh, he also has a support system behind him and all of his wonderful staff. When you go in there, the one of the coolest things about going in there is everybody's like chipper and happy and hey, how you doing? I feel like they're all my sisters. Um, it's like going into a family place. And uh, so you'll really enjoy it. And they remember who you are. And that's important. We also want to thank Dr. Chris, uh, Chris, Michael Bratlin, Chris Dental. Um, Chris was his brother. Um, Michael uh, also sponsors our shows for us, the news portion every single night. And uh, he really believes in what we're doing. And uh, so do we. Uh, so here, I'm going to leave you with this and you guys go out and, oh, <laughs> Melissa says your staff is really sweet. Um, we will gladly make her a new one. 
um, and let's just put them all over the place. So I leave you tonight with these thoughts from my head. Change is coming. Can you feel it? Yeah, something is different. People, my, my uh, Facebook page is buzzing off the hook uh, with people commenting, watching as hypocrisy is called out, as leaders' lies are being called what they are, lies. As people start seeing the inconsistencies and starting to ask questions, it's almost as though culture had a dimmer switch on us and was holding it right here. And finally, we're starting to inch it up just a little bit and go, wait a minute, that, that didn't make sense. Even the courts are starting to rule and say, you know, you're taking this too far. And uh, hopefully the pendulum is starting to swing the other direction. Um, there it goes again. <laughs> All kinds of news out there today. And uh, I'm excited because I think it's about time that people start paying attention, all of us. Um, I hope what we're learning is that you can't, you can't live in a bubble and you can't trust other people to tell you what to think. Um, we've done that for decades and now we're in this hole. So it's time to crawl out of the hole, call out our leaders who are lying to us um, call out their inconsistencies. Uh, remember when we vote um, that it does matter. Don't just pick a party, you pick a person. And remember, I think one of the biggest downfalls of the voting public is how easily we forget, how easily we forgive, how easily we allow people to lie how easily that um, we vote for someone and then we just go off and live our own lives and we don't keep those people accountable. I hope going into the next phase of whatever this is we're doing, that as Americans, we will value our freedom more. Um, not just with COVID, our freedom to, to make our own decisions and choices. And um, I, I am so excited to see people finally standing up and fighting back because that's what we have to do. If we continue on the path we're on right now, they're gonna take us down with them. And I don't plan to go down. So congratulations. I think we're making a teeny bit of headway, but just a teeny bit, we gotta keep moving. I'm Rick Dancer, have a good day.